Ich bin dein, o oh Herr, ich vernahm dein Wort, deine Liebe wohnt in mir. Doch es fühlt mein Herz noch immer fort, es bedarf noch mehr von dir. Sieh mich näher, näher, treuer Herr, an das Kreuz, wo brand du starrst. Zieh mich näher, näher, treuer Herr, an dein treues Jesu Herz. Ich bin dein Herr und mein Wille soll ganz in deinem Willen Herr, in deinem Dienst lass mich glaubensvoll nur nach deinem Willen tun. Zieh mich näher, näher, treuer Herr, an das Kreuz, woran du starrst. Zieh mich näher, näher, treuer Herr, an dein treues Jesu Herz. O oh, die heilige Zeit einer einzigen Stunde kniend an den Thron verbracht. O oh, da macht ich meine Gedanken kurz, wie der Freund ihm freut es macht. Zieh mich Yes, this we can say with all our hearts and we can, we can confirm it. For God so much loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that all who believe on him should not perish but have eternal life. Blessed is the man who receives this divine offer of the love of God, who does not let it bypass, but who says yes to what God has done for us in His love toward us. Just briefly, I would like to greet all over the world. I'd like to greet him from all of us. Last Sunday in Zurich, we had 289 persons who were connected worldwide, 
who were hearing and who had part in what we experienced in Zurich, what kind of blessings we experienced. And we hope that today there are even more. We thank God with all our hearts for the opportunity that we can carry the precious word also in this way into all the world. Then we have greetings from Brother Graf, from Brother Wallström, from Brother John from Bucharest, the brother from Arx. Yes, greetings from all of Africa, greetings from the USA, greetings from all over. And today we have also a visit from Uzbekistan. Where is our brother? Perhaps he stands up. We will call him tomorrow at the end of the service. Where is he? Yes, God bless you in our midst. We are thankful to the Lord. Our brother, of course, stays in an Islamic country and the Lord calls also there his own out. Then we have a very sad news for us and a good news it was for Brother Illing whom the faithful Lord called home yesterday. And we all know he of course doesn't want to come back here and all who we knew him we know that he served the Lord faithfully serving him. I myself, I knew him since 1953. I think Brother Rus also knows him at around that time. And he was probably the only one from Krefeld who in 1953 also heard Brother Brenham in two meetings in Karlsruhe. And from the very beginning we were one. Then a short report about the last missionary trip. Brother Helmut Miskis and myself, we of course visited Brazil as the first station. And we were overwhelmed of what we experienced there. It's really powerful when more than 200 brothers and sisters are awaiting you at the airport, welcoming you and singing a chorus. And when we afterward laid the meetings in prayer before the Lord, just so nice that God's word also in Brazil has also taken its course and it will continue to take its course. We thank the Lord God also for our beloved brother Helmut Miskis who knows the Portuguese language who was born into it and by this he can also serve the Lord and the largest country in South America also. Then it went on to Lima, Peru, where God also blessed in a mighty way. The building seated around 900 persons. More than 100 had no seat anymore. 
they could not enter in anymore. And God has blessed in a wonderful way. Even the boss from the TV was present. He was sitting in the first row and he was overwhelmed of the word. It spoke to him. We are just so grateful for each individual whom the Lord speaks to, whom he calls and whom he reveals himself. Then it went to Atlanta and also there we experienced the grace of God in a mighty way. There came brothers from all of the surroundings, from Denver, Colorado, from New York, from the various states, and also there we had blessed meetings, and also on the TV, and God blessed for this we are very grateful to him. Please feel at home. We, of course, welcomed you already from Finland, from all the neighboring countries. We are gathered here today. Our brother from Montreal, Canada, is here. We are just gathered internationally. And I would like to greet in particular, our friends in Johannesburg, who are also now connected to witness this service. And all, be it now in Kinshasa, wherever it might be, may the Lord God bless all together with us, all who are part of the Bright Church. They will be included in this last round all over the earth. They will be included. This just belongs to it. To me, two or three scriptures are on my heart. And then we will speak about that. What also stood out and happened to me in the last weeks, in the recent days, that people are turning away from the word and who also misinterpret the sermons of Brother Brenham, taking them out of context. I would like to say something to it from the Holy Scripture. From Second Chronicles, chapter 6, I would like to read Second Chronicles, chapter 6, from verse 40, and then also from chapter 7, some verses. Let us read them prayerfully. Let us read them with a desire that God also comes down to us so that he might bless us, so that his presence might be manifested among us. Second Chronicles, chapter 6, from verse 40. Now, my God, let I beseech thee, thine eyes be open, and let thine ears be attentive unto the prayer that is made in this place. Also for us, 
also for us this word applies. Now therefore arise, O Lord my God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priests, O Lord my God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord my God, turn not away the face of thine anointed. Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. Turn not away thine anointed. And if I would ask today, how many are among us who have prayer requests, who have a really a need upon the heart? There would be a large number of them. The Lord will not turn down anyone. He remembers His mercy in His love and He turns to us and God answers prayers. This we see just now in chapter 7 from verse 1. Now, when Solomon had made an end of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priests could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. May it repeat. May it happen once more. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, they bowed themselves with their faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For, his, for He is good and His mercy endureth forever. Psalm 33, verse 4. Psalm 33, verse 4. Here the man of God made a statement which also touches our hearts in reference to the precious and holy word of God which never returns void, but which accomplishes for what God has sent it. Psalm 33, only verse 4. For the word of the Lord is right, 
and in all his works he is faithful. Isaiah, Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 8. Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 8. Here, we have the introduction into the ministry of John the Baptist. A voice cries in the wilderness and then comes verse 8. Isaiah 40, verse 8. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. 1 Peter, chapter 1. Here, the apostle gives a summary of that, what we just read. First Peter, chapter 1, last verse. But the word of the Lord endureth forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. We believe with all our heart that God has revealed all of His counsel and that we found grace in His sight to now, to now be introduced into His counsel to have part in what God is doing right now. And He fulfills promises and He does what He promised. <coughs> to the signs of the time, we will today not go into detail. Perhaps only Perhaps only two remarks here. You all know, the godlessness is taking over. God is denied. And the newest titles of books are going mad for God. Going mad for God. The title of a book. People are taking them are taking too much for themselves. The next book title is The Lord is No Shepherd. The Lord is No Shepherd. If one reads on about the godlessness, then one really gets frightened. Then we know as it was in the days of Noah, in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, People did not let themselves be convicted by the Spirit of God anymore. And that's how it is now. But now comes something worse. I'm reading in a, in a res resolution which was made on the 4th of October in Strasbourg with a majority of 48 votes against 25 votes. It says, that the creation doctrine is not allowed 
to be dealt with in the schools equally to the science of the evolution. One has to imagine a resolution in the European Parliament in Strasbourg that the creation doctrine as it was given to us in the Bible and as it is true this shall not be equal to the evolution theory theory you, you all know what a theory is theory has nothing to do with a fact a theory is of course a theory and facts are facts brothers and sisters everything has has come now very far one could uh, read uh, much here but for us it is about when you see these things coming to pass then lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near for me it is very important that we deal also with the points which are going around within the circles of those who refer to Brother Brenham, but who are missing to refer to God and His Word. And therefore, they are coming to conclusions which one just cannot stand. I've noted down a large number of scriptures I let them be printed out to show us how important it is that God's word is really a lamp unto our feet and that it remains it throughout all eternity. What did our Lord say, especially in Matthew 24, verse 4 and 5. I read it, Matthew 24, verse 4 and 5. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. In the same way, you can read it. In Mark 13, verse 5 and 6, you can read it. In Luke 21, verse 8 to 9. Be a bit patient. We're just now coming to the point which deserves emphasis. 1 Kings, chapter 1, 21. Verse 25, 1 Kings 21, and listen closely what deception brings along. 1 Kings 21, verse 25, and there was none like unto Ahab which did sell himself to work wickedness in the sight of the Lord. Because Jezebel, his wife, seduced him to do it. 
According to this word, there was no man who forgot himself in such a way to do what is displeasing to God as this man. And behold, because his wife Jezebel seduced him to do it. Revelation 20 I mean 2 verse 20 Revelation 2 verse 20 Notwithstanding I have a few things against thee because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel which called herself a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. Jezebel at the time of Ahab seduced him that he did what was not right before God. And now somebody is in the church and seduces in the church what happens outside of the church doesn't harm us. What happens within the church, this harms us. Isaiah chapter 3 verse 12. Isaiah 3 verse 12. O my people, they which led thee cause thee to err and destroy the way of thy paths. Let us compare this with the promise. Behold, I send my messenger before my face, that he may prepare prepare my way before me. Men sent from God, we have written it in the circular letter, they have taken responsibility and in the commission of God they preached to the people of God the word in truth. Jeremiah 23 verse 13 Jeremiah 23 verse 13 And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria They prophesied in the name of Baal and caused my people Israel to err. This happens within, not outside. In the same way, in Jeremiah 23, verse 32, and caused my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I send them not, nor commanded them. Therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. Here we have men and also women. Jeremiah 23, we are also women who call themselves prophetesses. And they again seduced the people. God sends His servants to give instructions to the people of God, to reveal the will of God, 
to acquaint them with the plan of salvation and by this letting us having part in that what God is doing right now very bad it becomes with Matthew 24 verse 24 where it says if it were possible to deceive also the very elect then it comes really very close to us and we must and this shall be emphasized we must put the word of our God onto the lampstand and not tolerating anything which is besides it but always having before our eyes the word of God remains forever in Matthew 18 verse 7 it says Matthew 18 verse 7 Offenses must come but woe to that man by whom the offense cometh the enticement you all know what the word offense enticement means it is a snare a trap on the way a trap in which one steps into a snare in which one is caught in second timothy in chapter 2 in verse 26 we read second timothy 2 verse 26 and that they come to their senses that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil brothers and sisters in the recent days I heard so many things about Revelation 10 about Revelation 8 about the various subjects I heard that it just has become necessary to show the whole world that means all the brothers in all peoples and tongues to show them the word of our God and to say very clearly that no man has the right to interpret the scripture and also not the statements of Brother Brenham. No right to taking them out of context to make their own doctrines out of it. John chapter 8, here one can read verse 31 and 32. And here it is about, ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And God's word remains and is forever the truth. And all the interpretations are really nothing but lies. Although the people are smiling and are making a nice face, everything what is not in conformity with God and his word, this we can forget it. Then we have also the place for today, Ephesians chapter 4, especially verse 14, verse 14, before, from verse 11, it's of course said that the Lord has set into the church the various ministries 
apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers and evangelists to equip the church for the work of the ministry. And then in verse 14 that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and cunning craftiness. It was mainly about that it is claimed that the Lord has come to earth already 1963. And as the first coming of Christ, according to their opinion, has taken about 30 years, so also it is now. And these people are saying, who are born after 1963. So, who came too late anyhow. But, be it that it, as it may be, let me say here to this subject, for all our brothers all over the earth, let me read here some scriptures to show us that the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord, is not an event which takes years or months or weeks. It is written day and hour, nobody knows. It is not written year or month, nobody knows. Day and hour. And we will prove it by the Holy Scripture. The first place, John 14, verse 1 to 3. Here our Lord says, I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. So, so, I go, and today, I go, today I go, I go, yes, so, and then I come again, and then I come again, and then I come again. Our Lord went and He will come again. Not a teaching, but He, He, who ascended into heaven, He will return, He will come again. As His disciples have seen Him going up into heaven. Matthew 24, 36, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And these brothers, they want to know it, that the Lord, 
has come 1963, 28th of February. And here it says, No one knoweth day and nobody knows the hour. Not even the angels in heaven don't know it. Then our brothers know more than the angels in heaven. Brothers and sisters, and this is not yet the climax. The climax is that Revelation 8 with a half an hour silence in heaven this word is taken to Revelation 10 and one refers you all know the science magazine. You all know a bit English. Science means science. Here it says that the supernatural cloud was 35 kilometers above the earth. Here, on page 292, there's the description in the science magazine. An earthly paper, a paper of science. And Dr. James MacDonald wrote here, the supernatural cloud was about 35 kilometers high and so forth. The distance about 280 miles. And then it says the cloud was for about 28 minutes after the sunset still brightly illuminated. And now hold fast your seats. Now the brothers take this quote, they take it to Revelation chapter 8, where it says, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And then the moment has come for me where I really wanted to slap these people, one on their right and one on their left cheek, to bring them back to their senses. Brothers and sisters, we have not followed cunningly devised fables. We thank God with all our hearts for all the supernatural working. We thank God for that, what happened on the 28th of February there, when Brother Branham was told, return to Jeffersonville, for the opening of the seals will take place. And it happened. But we leave it like this. We are just grateful for it, that God has taken care for it, that it happened publicly. How many were it? 185 people took pictures of this supernatural cloud, sending them in. And James MacDonald, this professor at the university in Tucson, he tried to make himself a picture about it or to come to some kind of conclusion. So, let us leave Revelation 8 where it is written. Let us leave Revelation 10 where it is written. Just leaving everything there where it is written. Because there it belongs. And what also has to be emphasized here, we made ourselves the effort and we took all the quotes 
from the Greek Bible. We took them out from the Greek text and everywhere where the word is used of the return of Christ, of his coming, there is written the word parousia, just simply the word parousia. And we underlined all these scriptures in red. All can read it. What is written in the Greek text. So, if somebody says, the Lord has come, such a man doesn't know what he says. Perusia means personal bodily presence. Personal coming. Shall I go out once again to show the word Perusia for us and to all the world? Only if I go out here bodily and if I come back again bodily, then this is Perusia. Perusia is not a fantasy. Perusia is reality. I read it to you. I read it to you quickly. Fifteen scriptures which speak directly of it, where the word Perusia, bodily coming, which is meant. Matthew 24, verse 39, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The coming of the Perusia of the Son of Man. And then it continues, brothers and sisters, and precious friends, wherever you are, come back to God and His Word. Ask for respect before the Word. Because when this, when this happens, that the Lord returns, then is being fulfilled Matthew 24, verse 40. Then shall two be in the field. We all know the Holy Scripture. The one shall be taken and the other one left. Two shall be grinding at the mill. The one shall be taken and the other left. Then it continues with Matthew 24, 41 and then also in verse 42. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord does come. In what day, what hour? Not, not year, not 30 or 40 years. And if then the claim is being made that the shout of First Thessalonians chapter 4 that it is the message which is now going forth into all the world I may not even say here everything what is being claimed message is message and the last call now is the last call but when our Lord returns then he comes in, in company and this is also written in the original at the sound of the trumpet. 
at the voice of the archangel in, in company, accompanying. Then he comes, and when he comes again, then the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who we are alive and remain, we shall be changed. And together we will be taken up to meet the Lord. Why do we have today this subject? Every interpretation and every false teaching brings unrest into the church, which was called out. And the called out church, which came out of all era, of course didn't deserve to again be thrown into confusion. This the church of Jesus Christ has not deserved. And all these men who have no divine call, who don't know where God dwells, leave alone, know the plan of, his, of salvation, they should actually do something else and not misleading the people. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 here we read 1 Corinthians 1 verse 7 and 8 so that ye come behind in no gift waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the purpose why God has sent us the last message before the return of Jesus Christ the calling out, the correction to be brought into conformity with God and His Word. And by this experiencing our preparation unto the glorious day, not year, not week, but unto the glorious day of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then be, being found blameless. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 14. Oh my. 114. One could read on and on. All these scriptures one could read. And again read them. Now, a few more scriptures to show us the same word parousia was used was used for the coming of people in the time of the apostles who were visiting a city or a country I noted down some scriptures especially here in the New Testament, beginning, yeah, let us take the places from John 11, John 11, verse 20. I've noted down 23 scriptures 
where the word, where the coming of people, where the coming of people was used for the term parousia, parousia. When Paul arrived somewhere, let me read it. And may the people and brothers hear it all over. John 11 verse 20. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, and she heard of the parousia of Jesus, she went out to meet him. But Mary sat still in the house. Acts 8 verse 15. Who then, who, when they prayed, when they were come down, prayed for them. After their arrival, they prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. The apostles came to Samaria, and their coming was Perusia. The same way, Acts chapter 9, verse 39. Then Peter arose and went with them. When he was come, when he was come after its Perusia, they brought him into the upper chamber. Acts 11, verse 20. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, here everywhere the word Perusia is written in the Greek. And then there are people, brothers, who, who don't even understand properly English, leave alone some other language, and they then want to teach the world. No, brothers and sisters, and may all, all over the earth, may they all realize, only God's word is right. And everyone who takes it out of context destroys himself, destroys the faith of the believers. And I say it very honestly, everyone, everyone who listens to such people gets into confusion, at least in the moment where he believes what is being presented. And I tell you, what kind of trick is used here? Namely, the prophet said it. The prophet said it. And this is what bothers me the most. If these people who refer to the message and to the, to the messenger, if they would admit that this is their own opinion, then one could leave them standing where they are. But if they, whatever they teach, if they say that Brother Brenham taught, taught it, what they teach, then this is a criminal offense, and this is not permitted. Ezra said, I could read here the 23 scriptures where everywhere is written, Acts 14, verse 27, after their arrival, they called themselves, they called the church together. Always the same word, Perusia. That's so nice that one has computers now and that where one can get everything easily. And then one can, one can take his stand, knowing that's how it is written in the word of God, and that's how it will take place. 
We could now read some scriptures which speak of the return of Jesus Christ and of that what will happen at that time. Here, Matthew 24, verse 27, Matthew 24, verse 27, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. A lightning comes and goes. One has seen it, it was here and was and is gone. That's how it will be with and at the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And most important, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 23. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's, at his coming. And his coming will be so personal and these scriptures, I should actually read them to show us from the Holy Scripture that the same Lord who went up He who was crucified for us, he who was laid into the tomb, he who conquered hell, who paid the price for our redemption, and then it was fulfilled, God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself. This same Lord who rose and who said to Thomas, Touch me! A spirit has not flesh and blood as I have it. Touch me! Touch me! And then Thomas cried out, My Lord and my God. And after the resurrection, the Lord spoke to his disciple, Have you something to eat? And they gave him fish. And he was eating bodily. He was laid into the tomb. A mortal body was laid into the tomb. A resurrection body came out of the tomb. Thanks be to God for the victory of Calvary. And we are right now stepping upon victory ground, experiencing all the promises of God and also that what was promised and what has not yet taken place. It will and must take place. First Thessalonians, chapter 2. First Thessalonians, chapter 2. Verse 19. For what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing? Are not even you in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at His coming? One could read one scripture after the other one. The main text which one refers is really in First Thessalonians, in chapter 4. And no scripture is so misunderstood and misinterpreted as this scripture. And therefore, 
Let us read this word in all peace once again. And I'm convinced that all understand the same, that all come to the same knowledge, because there is no other possibility. You all know, when that brother somewhere told me that I don't believe the message, because I don't believe the seven thunders, you all know what I had to say there. And I stood up and I left my cup of tea and I went back into the hotel and back to the airport. It's just in me, brothers and sisters, and it's a gift of God. I cannot hear anything. I cannot tolerate anything what is not in conformity with God and His Word. I cannot do it. It's impossible. And why not? Because the love of God is the love for the truth. The love for the truth is the love of God. Here, how clear is God's word? First Thessalonians chapter 4 from verse 13. Listen closely. Read attentively. First Thessalonians 4 from verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. So, this is the first point. It's not only about those who are alive, it is also about those who are asleep. What is being said of them? Let us read it in verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. The dead in Christ shall rise first. They are coming with him and then they receive their resurrection bodies. But here, the most powerful statement comes now in verse 15 and 16. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. And this is for me very important. Not a knowledge, but based upon the word of the Lord. We, who we are alive, and remain unto the coming, Perusia, remain unto the coming of the Lord, shall not precede them which are asleep. We, brothers and sisters, this word is addressed to us. We, who we are alive now, who we really are counting with the return of Jesus Christ. I'm counting with it. I don't know. I don't know how it is with you. But wherever we are looking, we see the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Yes, we also heard the latest news. We hear what Putin said, that he was in the Iran. We are hearing and hearing, and we are reading the Holy Scripture. We read Ezekiel 38, 
and 39. We read all the places, Joel 2, we read all over. To that what is happening now, to, to just place it now biblically. Yeah, and then it continues here. I read once again, verse 15. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord, unto the perusia of the Lord, shall not precede them which are asleep. And then comes the wonderful statement. For the Lord Himself, the Lord Himself, not a teaching, the Lord Himself, shall I go out again, so that all know what is meant by it. The Lord Himself, who went up, whom his disciples saw how he went up and who were then falling upon their faces and they were worshipping of him it is written in the book of Acts in chapter 1 verse 11 it says the same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven shall descend the same if I go out of this building, then I also come back again. And if He, our Lord, ascended to heaven and has given the promise, I go to prepare the place for you. And I come again. I come again to take you unto myself. Let me go out again. Let me go out again. To let, let me say to the whole world, if I go out, then I come back again. As the Lord went up into heaven, then He also comes back. Then He comes back. The same Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever. May the people take their heads into their hands. May they beat unto their chest and may they realize that they commit blasphemy because they falsify the God's word. The Holy Scripture does not permit any man on the earth to interpret the word privately. It's written in verse 16, For the Lord Himself shall descend. The Lord Himself, not a doctrine, not a teaching, the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Who wants to tell me the Lord has come already without that, that the dead in Christ rose? Send this man home! And I say to all who are listening to such brothers and who are supporting them by that, strengthening them in their error, that this time is over. That all the brothers and sisters who are born again unto a living hope and who will receive the word of God in them, that they may not support anyone who presents false teachings, but that, that, they have, that they take their stand before God and that they believe as the Holy Scripture says it. 
Here it says in verse 17, Then we which are alive, yes, the dead in Christ, they shall rise first. Then, verse 17, Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Up to now, the dead didn't rise. The translation of the living has not yet taken place. And then somebody, somebody wants to tell me, the air is the spiritual realm which we are now breathing in. Forget it. God's word is holy. And we believe with all our hearts as the scripture has said it. We believe, brothers and sisters, that God has sent Brother Brenham as a messenger, as a man who was promised. And I dare to say, I dare to judge here, I'm in the kingdom of God since 1948, and especially since 1949. When I witnessed and experienced the supernatural working of God, and when I heard for the first time of Brother Brenham, I dare to judge here that all evangelists who were inspired by the ministry of Brother Brenham, that they took courage and that they started their ministries. This is all correct. The question is only, who was called by God? Who was sent by God? Who has taken a direct responsibility toward God to bring the last message before the return of Jesus Christ to the people of God? And there it was said, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, so you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. And this happens now. I am convinced of it, 100%. Convinced because God has to fulfill His promises. There is no way around it. And if we would ask all the other evangelists, no one had a divine call. No one had a divine commission. And therefore, we have to persist on it. Because God has spoken out a calling. And brothers and sisters, whether we have to say it every time, I don't know. But if God in the Old Testament, in the last three verses of the Old Testament, if He has given the promise... Behold, I send you the prophet Elijah before the coming of the great and terrible day of the Lord. I've said it many times. If it would be only written in the Old Testament, then we perhaps, I wouldn't do it, but perhaps 
perhaps people could then bypass it. And they could say, they could say, oh, it's in the Old Testament. But when our Lord, if our Lord, in the New Testament, at one of the mightiest events on the Mount of Transfiguration, when the supernatural cloud came down, and the voice of God sounded, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then the three words are written, Hear ye him. Hear ye him. Read it in Matthew 17. Hear ye him. Don't hear a man. Hear him. What did he say there? What did he say? We shall hear him. In verse 10. Why do the scribes say that Elijah must first come? And then he said, not I, not a prophet, he of course said it. Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. Hear ye him, hear ye him. This of course he said, and I'm asking now, why do the people not hear it? Why do they bypass it? God himself said, hear ye him. And he said it, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. The same way. It's written in the Gospel of Mark, in chapter 9, in verse 12. Elijah verily cometh first and restoreth all things. And how comes that? What gives me trouble? That men who refer to Brother Brennan and they cause great confusion having lost the respect before the word of God and are interpreting, really only interpreting and there is no end to it. And this hurts. This hurts. We all have the right to pray that God gives a turnaround And I tell you also why. When the last outpouring of the Holy Spirit takes place, then please, not in all this confusion, this is impossible. Then there is even a worse Babylon as it was before. Before the last mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit takes place, We have to come back to Acts chapter 1. And the multitudes of the believers, they were one heart and one soul. The very beginning, the very beginning counts. And the very end will also count. As it was right at the beginning, there was not yet any false brother, not any false doctrine, not any Jezebel, not any false prophecy. There was, there was nothing when the Holy Spirit was poured out. That's how it will be now at the end. First the calling out and coming into the unity of the faith and of the Spirit. And then we will pray and the Lord will confirm it. He, shall take, he will take dwelling in our midst. 
And as we read in Chronicles, He will come down. Now He speaks to us. Now He lets us know the seriousness of His Word and the difference between the Word and the interpretation. Did you all understand it now? Perusia, bodily coming. Paul came to Antioch. Perusia, bodily appearance. Brothers and sisters, and also in all the world, take the word of our God serious. Believe as the Holy Scripture says. To by this see the unity among the people of God by His grace. And God will help us. I am convinced of it. We could read it here. He who started His work in us, He will also finish it. He will finish it unto the day of Jesus Christ our Lord. Only let us have part in it. Let us have part in it. The calling out with all the correction, letting it be done in us and on us, believing biblically, being baptized biblically, placing everything biblically, because the Lord will take a church home without spot and without wrinkle, washed in the blood of the Lamb, sanctified in the word of truth, and sealed with the Holy Ghost unto the glorious day of the return of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Brothers and sisters, to us was given a great responsibility to carry the true word into all the world, to bring the divine message, and whoever has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And whoever thinks that he has to refer to seven thunders, let him realize what happened on the 28th of February, that really seven natural thunders sounded, and that the earth shook, and Brother Branham was referring to it time and again, but Revelation 10 is in a totally different connection. Revelation 10 happens when the Lord, as the angel of the covenant, when he descends, putting his feet on land and sea, and swearing by him who lives forever, that, uh, that there will be no delay anymore. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, the mystery of God is finished, as he declared it unto his servants, the prophets. Brothers and sisters, God has given us the grace 
to respect His Word, to respect it with all our hearts. And only in that moment where we believe God's Word with all our hearts, then we get it revealed. Then no interpretation goes on anymore. This is the difference between interpretation and revelation. Whoever has the revelation of Jesus Christ, whoever has the revelation of the Word and the will of God, he does not interpret anymore. And whoever interprets still has neither the revelation nor the Word nor the Lord, but is still on his own way in a pious imagination. So, back to the Lord. Back to the Word. Back to the divine message. As it was in the beginning. Also this, Brother Brenham emphasized many times. The last message must be as the first was. And at that time, the heart of the fathers was turned to the children. As written in the Gospel of Luke. In chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. And now the heart of the children of God are turned to the apostolic fathers at the beginning. So that the divine order is established. And that we all truly come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge. I tell you honestly, I was astonished in what kind of way or how many scriptures testify of the same thing. One time 15 scriptures and then 23 scriptures which we all printed out from the computer. And I'm just so grateful to God. His word is and remains a lamp unto our feet. And I wished that we all, who we are here today, that we all would make a new experience with God. That all who didn't yet experience a conversion, who didn't receive the forgiveness of their sins, and should there still be people here, who believe what is written in these church books, namely that the forgiveness is in the Lord's Supper. Forgiveness is not in the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is a memorial meal to that, what happened on the cross of Calvary for us. And when our Lord said in Matthew 26, verse 28, He said, I will drink of the fruit of I will not drink henceforth of the fruit of the wine. Then, of course, he didn't drink his own blood. He drank of the fruit of the vine. With his own holy blood, he entered as high priest into the Holy of Holies. And he laid it upon the mercy seat. And the blood of the Lamb speaks even today for us. Conversion is a personal experience of salvation. People are convinced by the sermon. The Spirit of God is at work. He convicts us so that, that we are lost. Religion could not help us. And then we call upon the name 
of the Lord. And it is written, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, a very personal experience of salvation. And to this belongs, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest unto your souls. And all who receive the Son of God, to them He gives power to become the children of God, namely to them who believe on His name. That's how the narrow way starts, the, the entering into the straight gate. That's how the grace of God starts to work in our lives. And that's how we are brought back into the obedience to the word. Let me say it here in closing. Every interpretation is somehow... Uh, we are getting sick somehow. Not only natural. I'm also getting sick in the spiritual. I cannot stand any interpretation. The bright church is a part of the word. As Eve was part of Adam, and Jesus Christ is the second Adam. The bride was taken out from him, the bridegroom. Flesh of his flesh, bone of his bone. Therefore, the bride is not a mixture. The bride is the original word, the word of promise, the word of the hour for this time. And all who are of God are hearing now God's word. They receive it. They accept it. And they let themselves be corrected. And they let themselves be taken out from every interpretation. I say it once again. In responsibility, in responsibility before God. The last message. The true word of God. As it was preached in the original 2,000 years ago, was put anew unto the lampstand by the ministry of Brother Brenham. All the other evangelists remained in the Trinity doctrines, Trinity baptisms, remained in their creeds, which were introduced in the course of church history. But the church of Jesus Christ is the called out one. And here we have the Greek word ecclesia, ecclesia, called out, separated called out from all the other churches. As Israel is gathered from all peoples, tongues and nations, returning into the land of promise, returning into the land of their fathers, so the church is called out from all peoples, tongues and nations, called out from all denominations and is being brought back to the faith of their fathers at the beginning. And all who are now of, all who are of God now are hearing the words of God, have an inner agreement. They say yes to the word. And then everything else is being revealed to them by His grace.
Let us close with a thought or with a word and the formulation everything what is in connection with our Lord is a divine reality. And I always like to say it His birth was a reality. His life, reality. His suffering and dying, reality. His crucifixion, reality. His burial, reality. Going down to hell, reality. Taking the keys of death and hell. Rising on the third day. And he says, I live, and ye shall live also. I've conquered death and hell, everything I conquered. He is the victor of Calvary. And he spent 40 days with his disciples. He was eating with them, drinking with them. And according to 1 Corinthians 15, he was seen by 500 brothers after his resurrection. And then he took his disciples to the other side of Mount of Olives. And then he was taken up from them in a cloud. And he will come again. He whom we know as our Redeemer, who revealed himself to us, he will come in the same way as he has promised it in his word. I go to prepare the place for you and I come again to take you unto myself. The Lord God bless us. This is the living hope which we have in us. It is God's promise and God's promises remain. They do not stagger as a German poem goes. Brother Frank recites a German composed poem or song. Amen. Do you all agree with this? That only God and His Word is right? No interpretation. Only the Word of Truth. And the fulfillment of that, what God has promised in His Word. Blessed and praised be the Lord, our God, now and forever. Let us stand up for prayer. I don't know whether our two sisters have a fitting song which we can hear and then we will pray together. We will just lay everything before God. I just would like to hear it from you again. What does God's word mean to you? Do we agree to own have the word of God? Whoever believes in me as the scripture says. This is our Lord saying. And so, we take everything back into the Holy Scripture. And by this we confirm that God is true and that His Word remains forever. Let us open our hearts and let us hear this song and then we will thank God together. Bist du bereit zu der 
Stunde, wenn Gott die Seinen heimholt, hast du vernommen die Kunde, wie er die Seinen belohnt, wenn er erscheint in den Wolken, in Majestät und in Pracht. Ich kann's nicht sagen in Worten, mein Herz es jubelt und wacht. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand. Kannst du begreifen die Liebe, die Jesus Christus dir beut? Bist du mit ihm dann im Frieden, wenn Jesus käme noch heut? Er hat die Städte bereitet für die noch wartende Schar, die immer treu für ihn streiten. Es kommt der verheißene Tag. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke, herrlich im weißen Gewand. Nichts ist vom Leid mehr geblieben, Spott und Horn sind dann vorbei. Jesus will allzeit dich lieben, dies meine Losung soll sein. Möchtest du mit in die Heimat, willst Jesus du einmal sehen. Er nur bringt dich in die schöne Stadt, du brauchst nur zu Jesus zu gehen. Herrlich auf goldenen Straßen, herrlich im Vaterland, wundervoll sind seine Werke. Thank you. Everything will be true very shortly. Are you all thankful for the word of the Lord? Thankful for the clarity in the word of God? 
Today we didn't ask who is here today for the first time. Do we have brothers and sisters, friends here who are for the first time here? God bless you in a special way. You at least have to come three or four times or more times to have a better picture of what's all about. In one meeting, not everything can be said. Important is only that all who did not yet dedicate their lives to the Lord, that they do it now. Just saying, Beloved Lord, I'm coming to you. I'm confessing my sin before you. Forgive me my sin. Receive me. I want to be your own possession. The same way, all who are sick, all who have a trouble on their heart, let us trust the Lord. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God answers prayers. Blessed be His wonderful name. So that all the world can see it, that brothers and sisters who are coming from all of Europe and from other parts of the world, that they're coming here so that they know that we are all believing in unity, as the scripture says, let us all raise our hands. Let us raise our hands. And may all see it. Please record it. Re re record it. Just record it. So that the whole world knows. Here people are gathering in the presence of God to hear God's holy word. And every interpretation is rejected. Only what God said in His Word, this counts forever. Let us raise our hands and let us sing, Thou art worthy, Thou art worthy. Beloved Lord, you ever faithful God, who are we that you are coming down in such a way, speaking to us, revealing your word to us freshly from your throne, leading us into the Holy of Holies, opening the Ark of the Covenant, revealing the mysteries, 
beloved Lord. You have sent your servant and prophet. You have given us insight into your word, into your will, into your mysteries by your grace. And now you are keeping us in your word, under the blood of the Lamb. We thank you with all our hearts for it, precious Lord and Savior. I'm claiming every soul which is present here and all over the earth, that all who are your possession, that they come to the knowledge of the truth and they, that they reject everything what is not in conformity with your word and by this are being sanctified in the word of truth great God you God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob you are present save, heal and bless from the riches of your grace to you the almighty God we say thanks also for this service and we ask you lift up thy countenance upon us and give us your peace in Jesus holy name Amen Hallelujah sei gepriesen Hallelujah sei gepriesen Hallelujah, Amen. Hallelujah, sei gepriesen. Herr, segne uns jetzt. Amen.